Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Rock Zone, this time on a Monday, would you believe? Also, as you might be able to tell, I've got a proper microphone now, so you're going to hear my voice in more crystal clarity. This is a special episode. We review the High Rocks fitness documentary that came out all too recently. We give you our take and our thoughts on it. And also, I announce some other special news, which you're going to have to wait for the end of the episode to find out. In other news, if you listen to our previous episode on the Fit app, can't say too much, but there's something special happening on that very soon. So please stay tuned to our podcast and also follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. Rockzone Pod is our handle. If you want to send us an email, hello at the Rockzone is where you'll find us. Hello at the Rockzone.com. Sorry, I almost got that perfect. Into the episode. Bringing the action right now, live in your ears. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 16 of the Rock Zone. Uh, this week, our episode focuses on High Rocks. Of course, it's supposed to focus on High Rocks, but it's all... why are you guys dancing in the background? <laughs> That's really throwing me off. Anyway, we're going to roll with it. Uh, the new sport of fitness. As you can tell, uh, I'm joined here by Max and Tom, as ever. How are you doing, guys? Doing good, feeling sexy. The shirt is off as always. And yeah, we've got so much stuff to talk about pre-season. Um, yeah, feeling good, feeling excited. You get lucky listeners, they get they get another episode this week. Very lucky indeed. I'm actually really pumped because I just watched the movie, which we're going to be discussing today as well. Yeah. That we was, haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, we? I mean, it was it's typical you. Like, it's like, oh, we're about to record. Um by the way, Tom, are you ready? I haven't actually watched it yet. I haven't actually watched the thing we're going to be reviewing today. Uh, so I watched it on 1.75x uh, playback. How was that? Was Christian... It's fine. There's lots of pausing. It yeah. probably ended up being an hour still. So oh, really? I was pausing and frantically writing notes down. And also the fact that a lot of it's in subtitles... Well, some of it's in subtitles. You put like dollars, uh, 1.5 speed trying to... Uh... I'm a quick reader. Well, do you think? Not in English, back at school, but... No. Well, <laughs> anyway, oh, well, yeah. also Ben needs to get off his high horse because he watched it three hours before. Tom yeah, I watched did, it in so, the bath this morning. Yeah. I thought, you know, what, I'm going to sit down and really experience this. So as ever, mm. to- uh, Max is naked. Tom hasn't done his homework and I've been caught out again. Um, <laughs> so- all your trousers down. <laughs> Nothing's new there. Um, but as re- at the time of recording, this is obviously the video itself. It launched on ESPN. Uh, in the States ahead of time in the UK uh, and then launched on globally on YouTube. So at the time of recording now, it's got 20,000 views. Um, it's what, 54 minutes long in total. Uh, and it covers the journey of what happened at the World Championships in 2022. But yeah, it's the 2021 season, but 2022. Am I getting that right? It's the 21-22 yeah, yeah. season because it spans that's, over that, two years, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and... I guess takeaways, guys. What do you guys think? What was your your immediate reaction to it? I think Tom needs to take this. I well, considering I literally have come fresh off of watching this, um, I where, where, I don't know where to start. There's lots. There was okay. Firstly, there was so much in this, and if you haven't watched it, would highly recommend any either aspiring Hyrox athlete or Hyroxer that's currently competing to go and watch it. My takeaway initially, I was surprised. Firstly, actually. They didn't describe the High Rocks event until they were eight and a half minutes in. Mm. I, you know, 
You know what? I think that was quite a smart move because, mm. like, for a lot of people trying to sit down to watch this, either you're coming into it knowing what Hyrox is, or you're wanting to learn a little bit more about it. But to hit you with that, like, we had the same problem when we tried to describe the thing. It's it's quite a long, like, minute and a half thing to capture someone's continuous attention for. Yeah. So I think they did the right thing by building personalities. They started off. For me, I really liked the piece on Hunter. I thought that was done so well. Like. Who he is online really got conveyed really nicely with him chopping wood, like uh, fucking about in California, going on hill runs. Like I, I really liked that little bit for me. It's also worth saying, like Max and I were lucky enough to meet Hunter and spend some time with him. I think on one of maybe it was one of the London um, events, and he is literally the exact same <laughs> in real life as he is portrayed in this video. So it was like quite funny just seeing like the hunter that at least we've met just like be totally honest and upfront and transparent in this video as well. So what I took away from meeting him is that within 15 minutes of us chatting, we had covered collectively between the three of us eight different sports. That's that's what we spoke about. In 15 minutes, like I referenced that I do a lot of golf. Obviously, we do high rocks. We spoke about climbing. We spoke about baseball. We literally spoke about everything. This dude lives for sport. Ironically, we then went to watch um, a North London derby. <laughs> do you remember good. this, Tom? Yeah, yeah, this is funny. So for everyone that lives in the UK um, who even remotely knows anything about football, um, two very prolific teams Arsenal and Tottenham both North London based they have a very very intense rivalry and we went to go and watch a game with Hunter and a few other um, high rocks people from Germany that were over and Hunter arrives a little a little late I, I stand next to him and the first thing he says is in like his wacky American accent like so who is Tottenham again? Or something like that. And a fellow watcher turned around in absolute fucking horror and was like, are you kidding me? This is like our biggest, one of the biggest events in the season. And here's this Yank who has no clue what he's experiencing. Priceless. Priceless. Yeah. Really, really good. Sorry, continue. But no, just to be fair on that, I think if I went to an NFL game, I'd be like... Yeah, cool. Like, who is this team? What? What? Why do I? What do I like it so much? Like, so I can see where he's coming from on that. Um, well, he's not. He's not exactly going to be intimidated by you know your average football punter who's there who just eaten a pie and downing a pint. If you look at like the what does he call himself the bulk bulk pony um, or whatever it is, <laughs> he's he's not going to be intimidated by uh, a few chanting football fans, is mm-hmm. he? But sorry, back to back back to the uh, review, Tom. So something which which actually I was taken aback by slightly and probably because we like there is a face of High Rocks and that face, at least for me, is well, in the on the High Rocks um, operational side is Christian Tutska, like the you know founder, CEO type character that like people know. But I actually wasn't aware. I probably should have known. But there, there was a, there's an, another co-founder. Um, was it Moritz Fürst? Is that him? Close enough. Moritz first, yeah, but it's so so. It was just really cool to get his perspective as well, and like to to know that 
the co-founder, this guy Moritz, he actually was an ex-Olympian, won a couple of medals in the hockey, I think men's hockey. So like, there's also like this like Olympic professional sports pedigree um, alongside the, the, the like business and sports profession that Christian brings. And it's very clear that like, that sort of bled into High Rocks. I think they speak mm. about it a little bit in the documentary, how like people are saying, oh, it's great. It's like an Olympic sport because they really do put the athletes on a pedestal and sort of, especially at the World Championships, hero the journey that they've been on and make them feel like they've got their sort of, I don't want to say 15 minutes of fame because it is a lot longer than that. There is a mm. lot of training that goes into it, but it's very much a like inflection point where all that hard work pays off. And uh, yeah, you can see that the, it's come from humble beginnings or origin, pedigree origins, not humble beginnings, probably pedigree origins, um, into like building something that everyone can compete in, not just someone who specifically trained for a single sport. And Hunter mentioned a really good, well, I, I was really interested by the bit that he was talking about with putting a high rocks athlete up against any other sort of specific sport athlete and saying that the hunt the um, the hunter uh, the high rocks athlete has a sort of wider range of disciplines um, and so is able to sort of almost partake in any of these sports and I kind of think that comes back to what high rocks is in terms of fitness and training and being able to apply that to your general life and everything around it to quote to quote I actually wrote down that quote. It is Hyrox athlete. A Hyrox athlete would be the one that has the greatest balance of all characteristics of being a great athlete. If you compare them with any other athlete, that's what Hunter says at least. Yeah, and didn't he say something along the lines of you can put them in a CrossFit event or a rugby event or so? so he definitely mentioned those two things. Um, Whereas I understand where he's coming from, I'm going to call him out and say that's absolute horseshit. If a Hyrox. <laughs> If an Iroxer went into a rugby game or a CrossFit event, they would get fucking slaughtered. They you, are... know, you know what I think he's doing though. I think I think well, I think maybe it came across the wrong way. I think the way it was meant to come across was in terms of their like pure fitness level. Like if you took a Hyrox athlete and put a Hyrox athlete through the paces that like a footballer might have to go through or a rugby player might have to go through in like in terms of like cardio fitness that sort of thing if you compare a hybrid high rock style conditioned athlete versus any other athletes maybe he has a point maybe i think there is a point but it's also grasping at straws a little bit you wouldn't put a high rocker in a marathon race and expect them to win you wouldn't put them on any sports pitch and expect them to win i understand what you're saying you're quite well rounded but you know i think that was a little bit for show um just winding back a tiny bit what is quite interesting is that i listened to a few podcasts way back when um before we even started where christian was like talking about high rocks and he actually said that he's not supposed to be the face he kind of got his friend moritz in because he has that pedigree of being an Olympian. Like, that's so cool. Imagine being able to flex that you were at three consecutive Olympic Games and won medals at all of them. That's mad. So it's interesting that, at least in the UK, we've not heard of him as much as the guy who was supposed to be more on the back-end operational stuff. So he was supposed to have, like, Mo as the spokesperson, the face of it, and then Christian is like the back of house, if you want to call it, like the guy that pulls all the strings because obviously he has a, a history in organizing like big events. 
Um, so I thought that was quite interesting. Mm, I agree. I think it was like something that I hadn't, I, like Tom said, I'd never really heard of this guy. I'd, I'd heard of him in passing, but to actually see his face was fantastic. And I think that's what this documentary's really done. It's really highlighted individuals and built characters in the sport and sort of it's almost like world building i think this is really a like what is this documentary really for and mm. if you of like you can see that like the narration is a american individual the is uh, it american or is it germany is, is it, no it's i think german, it's i think it's like, like an, an accent I, well he might be yeah. in an american school yeah. school then but what i'm also going to say is that the sponsor looked to be an uh of the, that produced the documentary was looked to be an American company, but I felt guaranteed like it was very rate. Yeah. Guaranteed rate. Yeah. yeah. I felt like it was targeted towards trying to build the sport in America, which they've actually come out and said is one of their objectives. They want to build it in that market so that it like obviously gets the, well, that's where all the sponsorship money is, all that sort of thing. Mm. So it's a very strategic play in terms of it being a, a film that is, effectively like marketing at the end of the day but it's obviously going to be watched by loads of people already in the sport but the real sell is for people that are coming into it and I think that's what it did a really good job of in terms of actually educating people around what the sport is and also faces that they can associate with unpicking their backstories so you can actually associate yourself and see yourself with the individuals <laughs> competing at a higher level something something that i've heard is that obviously the the european events do really well like they sell out and they're just like massive audiences and it sounds as though the american target like the american market are is potentially yeah more challenging and my my theory is that because they have loads of other events like crossfit style things that are competing for like athletes attention and so yeah maybe you're right Maybe this was like a big marketing scheme for America. I, I don't think it's as, as clear cut as that, though, because the UK has so much fitness style events, just as an example of a European country. They need to compete quite heavily here. But I mean, we're geographically a much smaller country than obviously America, but even something like Germany it takes a lot longer to cross Germany than it does the UK. But still... We're now at the point where there's three established event locations, but they're adding an extra two because it's so popular here, right? So it's interesting to see like the dynamics. And I think you're completely right, Ben. If you think about the kind of faces of High Rocks that they kind of blended in, right? That was their, their thing where they did like athlete spotlights, essentially. From the American perspective, you had the world champ um from the women's side whose name is chris rogloski and then you had hunter who was obviously the the men's champ sorry by the way i should have said this is a spoiler if you've not seen this <laughs> um it does build up towards who actually goes off and wins um but on top of that you also had this guy ryan kent so there was three americans that were represented in that video. There was a couple of Germans, which would make sense. You know, it is still like a German-rooted sport. But, for instance, there was no UK athletes. There was... No Brits. That, no Brits. No, there, were, there, there was I, that... that Irish, there was, but... Yeah, but I was going to say... Sorry, they mate. Had that, <laughs> they, they had that fun fitness couple um, in Tom and Dina Hogan, the, the um, eccentric Irish 
family of fitness, uh, which was interesting. But there was there was nothing else. There was no Spanish people. They have events in Spain. There was no Dutch people. They have events there. Um, so yeah, it, I think it does make sense that there was more of an agenda to perhaps push it for Americans. The other the other side to that, obviously, just to play devil's advocate, is this was like the documentary was based in America. And the world championships, obviously, being in Las Vegas, that's quite a lot of money to travel to if you're based in Europe. And the prize money is good, but it's not like enough to warrant, like, I'm going to stake a substantial part of my yearly income to go and visit and compete there. So there may be like a false skew there in terms of there are people out there that couldn't get across. And it'll be interesting to know when the world championship location gets released this year, um, where that's, I mean, it should be within the next two weeks, they should tell people. So um, mm. that may open up the field to people who previously have been limited to get to these events. We may see those athletes coming to the forefront a little bit more. Question on that front. I completely agree that West Coast USA isn't perhaps the easiest place to get to from a European perspective. What would be, in your opinion, the fairest geographical location for everyone to meet? Iceland. <laughs> You've been spending too much time in the carbon removal show. <laughs> Go on, unpack it. No, Iceland. I Geographically fair, I think, is Iceland because the majority... Hyrogs are currently present in America and Europe. It hasn't launched in... like They are launching in places like... Uh, in. Um, in uh, they're Saudi launching Arabia, in yeah in, in other continents, but currently to Europe and America, the country that is like in between the two, like literally on the tectonic plates, is is Iceland. It's like a couple of hours flight for most European countries, three or four hours, and then America, it's like four hours off from the north coast, from the west coast, let east me, coast, east coast. Let me shoot that down with one blinding fact, Tom. Uh, there are two sets of kit that Hyrox use, one in America and one in Europe. And to try and get everything on okay, a boat or a plane no, to Iceland. Geogra- <laughs> I'm not, we're not talking about what's easier for the Hyrox team. It's like, what's geographically the most even or the equal, the, the place that's easy for everyone to get to, like to everyone travels like an average distance, Iceland. Right, that's a stupid answer. Shoot me down. I don't <laughs> that's care. A stupid answer. I'd like to go to Iceland. Reykjavik would yeah, be wicked plus to Iceland train. is sick, guys. You've got to go to Iceland. Watch, watch them favorite, announce. What was your that... favourite part of Iceland? Yeah. <laughs> and the World Championship is in Iceland. <laughs> in Reykjavik. I'd be there in a flash. Catch me in the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> Catch anyway. me outside. How about that? <laughs> what, what about your opinion, Ben? What do you think? <clears throat> uh, my gut said... My gut reaction was London, but that's very selfish of me. And that's just because they've done one in the States, do one in the UK. They've also got like a fantastic UK-based team. But if I was looking for pure fairness, I would probably pick somewhere... Like, there's nowhere that's really fair, is it? It's because, like, it's always going to be difficult. Um, If I had somewhere that I would love to go, um, I think everyone should really turn it into an actual jolly and go to, like, Mauritius or somewhere. I think go off to, like... Go proper off the beaten track where the sun's shining. You've got different, like... I mean, the thing is, High Rocks do pride themselves on being, like, a repetitive, like, conditions. So in a winter sport and as a, well. And a winter sport. But, like, that means you could do summer in the southern hemisphere. But it would mean that if it wasn't air-conditioned, then the times would be obviously pretty different. 
Um, and that's coming back to the documentary. I think that's something that was really interesting. Hun one of Hunter's top tips was they were obviously all these bodies are moving around the uh, the exhibition center and the temperature's rising in there and it's getting warmer and warmer. And so he was just dousing himself in water. And that was one of the things that he attributed his win in that race to was just keeping himself cool. So nice little tip. And he, he even said in the documentary, don't tell anyone else this. And I was like, well, you're putting it in a documentary, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, ben, I think that was a joke. Do you no, think? No, no, no. That, that was the joke, surely. That was definitely a joke. The guy who says, oh, I live in everyone's head rent-free. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing. That okay. you're uh, He's in my head rent-free You're telling right me now. that he, he's giving away, like, his biggest tip. No, 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 no. Um, nah, he's got, he's got so something that stood out to me in the documentary is that there was very equal representation in terms of guys and girls, which was cool. So they made just a bigger deal out of both of the world championships, um, which is awesome. And on top of that, me and Tom had a look at the big checks that they're holding up, like big sweaty faces at the end on the podiums. And the prize money seems to be the exact same for guys and girls, yeah. which is fantastic rightly to see. Rightly so. Yeah. Completely rightly so. so. But it's not, obviously in sport, it's still far from a given. But I think Hyrox has this unique position where because they're born in like the more, forgive me for saying this, woke generation, they have the benefit of starting the foundations properly. They value everyone equally, which is cool because they do, that's what they stand for, right? It's fitness for everyone. Well, there shouldn't be a difference between men and women. And in fairness, I have seen this in sports like CrossFit, where I'm equally invested when I'm watching their like CrossFit Games recap on YouTube, which is always great when that comes out every year. Um, felt quite similar this high rock style mm. documentary i was just an invested who is winning the um women's race as who's winning the men's race and the story was really cool how uh, the american chris like started off a little bit slower and then rallied um towards mm. the end and, and and got the w bit annoying that it's two americans on the podium like mm, europe <laughs> can we can we do something about that but no i really really liked that aspect do you think there'll ever be a, I'm not sure, I'm going to use a really bad golf knowledge now, but you know how like, it's like Americans versus Europeans? Mm. Do you think there'll ever be like a little sort of subcategory where it's um, not relay-based or team-based for mm. the same event and it's trying to like put the two different sides of, well, two sides of the West. You know what? My geography's not on point. My English was bad earlier. Fuck it. Um, put the two teams against each other. What do you think? I love Ryder that Cup. idea. Ryder Cup, exactly. So Yeah, that's the one. That's what I was looking for. Hey, man, it was pretty close. You got the two teams right. That would be a very <laughs> good idea. That could be a wow. Rock Zone pod setup. We could, we could push for that. This is the... That's interesting. You could do like... But you could do like... Uh, yeah, like some of the like the top 10... All-stars. In Europe and in the US or top 15. And then they would compete across like doubles, mixed doubles, singles. Get every all the points together. That'd be quite cool. And the trophy's like a gnarly sled and the winning team gets to take yeah. the gnarly sled home every day. It, uh, not every day, every year. Is it different if you win it in the States versus if you win it in the UK? <laughs> How do you mean? That's oh, very... joke. I got it. Sorry. Yeah, it's a joke because the sleds were different this <laughs> year and it was uh, massive controversy. Yeah, I'll pick that up. Yeah, Thank you. With me now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just the wit, the wit that Ben has. It's just unfounded. 
I um I was also very much excited. I was actually probably more excited by the fact that like by the women's race and also totally invested. You remember that girl Miriam? Miriam? Miriam von von Roo. She was like the Aust- Swiss third place um, athlete. She did the wall balls continuously, like unbroken. Mad. Like I caught her saying it like in passing, like in the documentary. And I was like, what the, like who does that? I think she and, like, aimed, she, did that, she wanted yeah. to do it, but she didn't quite pull it off. That's what I remember. Maybe there was like a oh, slight well, I, I, I translation error. She did, she did it. I listened to it as she did it unbroken, 20 year old from Switzerland mm. machine. Well, it certainly looked like, regardless of uh, whether she did it or not, that was her intention. So she probably has done that in the past, which is insane. Yeah. That mm. wouldn't surprise me. The fact that when Hunter was training, like, yeah, I could do 200 of these right now, knock them out all day. And I was like, this guy is a beast. Anyway, I think I'm jerking off Hunter a little bit too much. Mm. But... There were other people mm. in the documentary, Ben. Yeah, but none of them have such gorgeous locks. Like, his mullet is just, like, yeah. so out of this world. He really does embody being a persona, so I, I really rate the guy for it. Right. Concludingly, out of ten sleds, how many sleds are you giving the documentary? Ooh. Ooh. That's a... That's an interesting one. I think, in terms of as a standalone piece... For something that I watched in the bathtub this morning, I, I think I'll walk away with seven sleds. In terms of it being a piece that really excited me and made me want to go out and train, I'd give it nine sleds. I did come out of that and be like, you know what, I want to hit the gym, I'm ready, Like th- this has got me jazzed. So it did that job for me. The production quality was amazing, it felt a little bit stilted at times, but that's just I live on TV, so I've probably seen too much of this stuff. But yeah, I, overall, we'll meet in the middle and say eight sleds. I'm giving it eight. Tom, what about you? Um, I would give it a solid eight as well. Because I came away... Yeah, I, I, I obviously can't do the events at the moment. but And I also, I feel like at times, the last couple of months, I've been lacking motivation to... Like even to like get back into it, um, to like eventually get back to doing a high rocks again, and I think that movie really just like, although I've only watched it a couple of hours ago, that did really like, you know, just get that fire going again of like making me want to be like, yes, okay, let's get stuck in, let's get back mm. into high rocks. Mm. So now I'm like watching that's made me like really excited to go and do a high rocks again. Whereas I think before I've been a little bit like just a bit cautious about it and I think if I'm yeah I think I'll definitely be watching that movie again before my next high rocks just to get myself like pumped in the zone and doing the water trick that Hunter does mate a wet day is a good day also I saw that Hunter uh back on Hunter I saw his technique for for lunges was he was very low Oh no, was it lunges? It was lunges or it was burpees and he was like super low the whole time. So you know, there's a couple of tips I've picked up from watching some of the pros, even just like seeing... Well, clearly like, weren't watching that close because you don't know what the difference is between... It was, it was definitely, it was the burpees. It was the burpees. <laughs> Consulting the notebook. What about you, Max? How many... Max? Max, how many sleds are you giving that bad boy? Um, I'm going to give it like a straight nine 
sleds and a wall ball thrown in. Like I thought Ooh, it was wow, okay. I thought it was really good. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I liked the German American narration. Um I liked the faces of High Rocks. I really like that they had two event histories, so going to like the Alps in Switzerland, uh mm. or like the football field in Germany where was it Viola, I think. What what was her name? Uh Viola, yeah. Viola, yeah. Viola. Um she went and trained to to then like switching to uh you know the suburbs of whatever US state it was where that Ryan Kent guy was training in his garage. I thought it was really cool. Um I like the backstories and I I was really invested. I was really invested in mm. then seeing like, okay, fuck, where did they finish? Um so I really, really enjoyed it. I think it goes a long way in promoting the sport, having that kind of visual appeal. Ben, you spoke about this, I think, in your episode with Blake of like putting more of a video based thing together for races. Obviously, they'll do it for the world championships, but maybe not for all of the individual ones. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really cool. And I'm hoping we'll we'll see more of this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. Like for me, it was... The, the thing that made it at the end of the day was the personalities coming to the forefront and you are able to resonate, empathize with them and actually sort of say, you know what, like these are guys are to the nth degree, but like there is a bit of me in there and I do want to chase that as well. So, yeah, it did a really good job. I, Ben's going to grow say, a mullet. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if we get a thousand followers, I'll grow a mullet there. <laughs> the reason that I didn't rate it higher than the eight i think was because i and maybe this is for another video another movie that they make but i was quite keen to see the story of some of the like less ex, like the less pro athletes mm. i know it's obviously this is more of a documentary for that like the world championships but i would like to have seen the stories of people like us and <clears throat> people like you know like, like others that are doing their first high rocks and capturing their reactions and their um, highs and lows of, of, of competing in that. that that's something that I would, would like to see and Tom this is that... your audition reel for the next world championship documentary you have yeah. 20 seconds to impress the producers why should we be filming you well if not for my um, dashing you're, don't know. <laughs> you're choking I'll pitch you so Tom has gone through a massive narrative arc coming back from a debilitating injury one man's Three journey times. through high rocks to be the best athlete he could possibly be, be by also doing a podcast and there are two other people that would like to be in it thank you very much goodbye <laughs> terms and conditions apart yeah, I was going to say <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. so we'll, we'll see and how then. successful that, that goes um, chaps I would like to pitch something to our listeners before we wrap this episode up and that is that I am running the London Marathon on the 2nd of October. Are you pitching that to them or telling them that? <clears throat> uh, I feel like this is your 20 second pitch. Now, yeah, this man. is your 20 second pitch. Tell us about your narrative because I'm really impressed that you're running the London Marathon and please share it with the rest of the, uh, rest of the wider sense of who we are as a community. So I've come from a very... Sport okay. <laughs> so I have overcome an incredible 
addiction to the gym bro lifestyle of lifting weights every day just to look at my muscles in the mirror <laughs> to say, Ten you seconds know what? left. I want to do something better. I want to be a fit athlete. And despite all of my quirks and ill-formed body shape after years of lifting weights, I'm going to run the marathon. Would you say you're running away from your problems? I'm running towards... <laughs> Sorry. I'm running towards my dream. Love it. Shut up and take my money. So where do we yeah, do the, I, I feel so awkward about doing this, but I, I am running for a charity and it would be super if any of our listeners could pledge towards reaching my goal of £2,000. Um, I will put the link to my GoFundMe page in the show notes. We keep saying that we put stuff in the show notes. We never actually do, but this time I will because it's for charity and we love charity. Um, in all seriousness, guys... Uh, I'm super excited for it. It's not up my street at all. I've had really bad problems with running in the past. I think I mentioned it in like episode one mm. or two. I've had really sticky situations where my toes have like given up on me midway through runs. My Achilles has like given way. Um, and interestingly enough, I went to a running analytics assessment in Germany and when I was there last weekend and it was so funny the dude took one look at me and was like do you lift weights and you don't train your legs enough also your shoes really yeah so he saw me and thought okay also for anyone who's who's not seen me which appreciably will be quite a few of our listeners I'm not a big swole dude by any stretch of the imagination I'm I'm slightly stronger i'd say but like i'm i'm nowhere near the size of hunter or anything like that so uh i don't think i'm naturally inclined to be a runner but i'm also not like working with loads and loads of weight or anything like that but i thought it was quite interesting that this guy who who lived and breathed for running um he was i looked him up on the internet later he's he's in his mid 50s and he looks like he's as old as me because he's in that good shape and just spends all his time outdoors running um and he took one look at me and said, hmm, you need to train your legs more. And also you look like, you know, when you're running, looks like you could be putting a lot of force through your legs. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I went for this like full on running assessment. I was there for two hours, believe it or not, just talking about running. Um, fantastic, fantastic thing that I am yet to see be replicated in the UK. I'll be honest. Me and Ben have both had gate analysis done here in the mm. uk and they have been for lack of better words shit comparatively yep. really bad. The, the experience I that that I, a, i'm sensing an episode of this i'm quite keen to perhaps more. perhaps it is it is more of an episode and i will be talking more about my uh, training up until the marathon which isn't that long it's only a bit over a month now but i certainly would like to delve in that a little bit more because the experience that me and ben had was absolute mm. trash compared to what i had in the uk I, versus germany that is i think that's something that we, we will definitely have to look into and j- just worth saying i don't think you mentioned but it, it's the london marathon it's the did i not say london a, no I, I think you just said the, uh, a marathon but it's the london marathon and what was the charity as well that you're actually raising for 
so I'm raising money for Sported, which is a charity that tries to enable children to get more involved with sport. So it's so applicable to all three of us, I guess. All three of us uh, have found a whole new meaning to our lives through sport. Um, mm. So awesome cause. And I'm really grateful to be, be given a spot. It's going to be fantastic. Ben's going to be on the sidelines, I hope, taking loads of content, putting it up yep. on the Instagrams. I'll be dousing you in water, making sure you keep cool. Tom will be there doing something as well. We're yet to discover what his role is. <laughs> um, I'll be I'll be turning up late. And, oh shit, Max running a marathon today. Jack. Oh, um, that's why all the roads are closed. Shit. Oh, damn it. No, I can't go to my whatever it is I normally do. Um, right, last thing I want to say, because this is quite a nice, uh, exciting titbit that um, Christian Tutska said at the very end, which has got me quite excited for the season coming. He said in the movie, Vegas set the new standard, now the model for every event next season. So whatever they did in Vegas, it looked cool and it looked like a bit more of a higher level than what we've seen in last season. I'm quite excited to see like what happens this season then. I think that's really going to come true because everyone obviously heard about the big summer price rise um, and the fact that the tickets went up a little bit in uh, in value mm-hmm. and when we've spoken to the team they've said that's so that they can bring the value bring mm. even more so I think this year we're going to see bigger better faster more engaging more everything and anything you could think to be high rocks so I'm buzzing for it so that the movie's got me buzzing ticket price rise yeah it's got me buzzing so I think yeah the beers later yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be, be a good buzzing. one Okay, chaps. Well, let's call it there. We've gone slightly over our half hour mark, as we seemingly always do. Um, The only thing left to say is you are lucky because you will be getting another episode on Wednesday. This is coming out on a Monday. Um, We will be putting out another episode. Perhaps I'll talk more about the running assessment then, actually. Yeah, that sounds good. So stay tuned for that coming to you the day after tomorrow no in two days time um depending on when you're listening to this it's coming it's it's out depending on when you're seeing that's confusing let's wrap it i'm coming rock zone out rock zone out rock zone out